0: Okay, I think we can start. Uh, uh, welcome everyone and I will say literally just a couple of words about our network and how it came about and what our main purpose is. So basically in April 2015, we, uh, Nick and I organized this pretty big conference which was called uh, Identity, Ethnicity and Nationhood uh, Before Modernity, Old Debates and New Perspectives. And I guess we had two the big goals for this conference. One is to move beyond this really fairly unproductive by now debate around when the nation, can you talk about nations before modernity or not? This debate which really much more objectify nationhood on both sides of it rather than help us to understand how the sort of discourses and practices work. And our second goal was to sort of bring together people who work on different uh, pre-modern periods, uh, because you know, people who study uh, Late Antiquity and Early Middle Ages and High Middle Ages and Early Modern Period very often don't really uh, talk to each other, so we have lots of slightly strange conceptual divides within the field when we talk about early medieval ethnicity, but somehow construction of nations in the Late Middle Ages or something like this. But we also wanted to bring modernists so that we don't sort of attack straw man, but really have a serious debate uh, with the leading scholars in the field. And uh, so the response to this conference uh, persuaded us that uh, although this topic might uh, seem <coughs> as if it, it kind of has been exhausted and lots has been done, actually this topic is still very relevant and uh, interesting and sort of lots of important stuff can be done with it and uh, lots of things can be said about the construction of collective identities uh, throughout history. And uh, so we set up this uh, network, which is called the Long History of Identity, Infinity and Nationhood, which is sponsored by Torch. It's a new uh, research center uh, for humanities at Oxford, and uh, I think this this uh, this center and this uh, this this work which we are doing within this network is uh, basically continuing the idea of the conference and uh, organizing various events which would help us to uh, think seriously about both uh, similarities and differences in the construction of classified identities throughout history, and I think. Uh, for me, at least, the ultimate goal here is to come up with a conceptual language which would help us to sort of deconstruct these categories, understand them instead of uh, sort of this constant objectification, reification of uh, all ethnicity, nationhood, whatever we call it, that is happening uh, in research uh, on, on, on these topics, both by modernists and by scholars of pre-modern identities. But other kind of second goal that we are pursuing is moving this debate beyond its Eurocentric focus. Uh, we really want to go global. We really want to compare this phenomena across different periods and regions. And I think this event today is is a very good representation of uh, one possible way to do it. And I I, I will ask Nick, who is the main organizer of this particular event, uh, to introduce uh, the concept behind it and talk a bit more about what's going to happen today.
1: So it's a real pleasure to uh, open this workshop, which is on topics I wanted to address right from the beginning of my collaboration with Ilya, and so something I'm very pleased to see as the network's flagship event cresting waves of revisionism out into an open sea of decentered inquiry into the long history of identity, ethnicity and nationhood. The themes and arrangement are products of my own uh, long-held fascinations uh, with the region of the Near or Middle East that stretches from Anatolia across Caucasia to Iran, um, and a fascination which took its first academic steps while studying the Achaemenid Empire as an undergraduate, answering essay questions like, were the Persians more Elamites or Medes, Um, before being dragged eastwards through Byzantine studies at postgraduate level. So, as Ilya said, our key concern with the network is to find ways to move beyond the stultified debate between modernists and pre-modernists, a debate which has largely served to objectify the contemporary nation-state, as me and Ilya believe, um, and whose critics have also largely focused on just demonstrating ethnic or national awareness in the pre-modern world. So I don't think it's unfair to say that... Uh, Both modernists, quote-unquote, and pre-modernists have failed so far in the task of coming up with conceptual frameworks which are able to properly assess both changes and continuities um, across time and place. And the debate has also failed, as Ilya said, to move beyond, um, effectively beyond the Western Roman Empire, Latin Christendom, and its heirs in the West. So it gives me enormous pleasure to put these Near Eastern examples... Um, in their proper place, at the centre of the debate, and at the centre of the process of developing new conceptual frameworks which can properly address both significant changes and strong continuities. Because that is what the history of these three interlinked socio cultural phenomena demonstrates. Speakers of Indo European languages entered Anatolia, Caucasia and Iran from both East and West in the centuries leading up to and immediately after one thousand BC. From then on, actors and communities speaking Indo-European languages have been a key part of the mosaic that makes up the region, represented in our contemporary world by and large by the Armenian and Iranian states, as well as the Kurdish national movements. And these states and movements have developed doctrines of autochthony, with the people's supposed arrival or ethnogenesis placed long in the past, sometime in the first millennium BC, and a direct line of descent drawn from these points to the modern day. And I think that the fact that in most cases, apart from some note, notable examples, people we have speaking with us today, the validity of these claims is rarely questioned or often even radically nuanced, um, even in contemporary scholarship and I think this highlights the necessity of bringing co- it, these interlinked phenomena together into the center of the debate over the long history of ethnicity and nationhood and I'd, ha- I'd emphasise that this isn't just a matter of deconstructing and historicizing identities in the past with real, objective, contemporary categories left to the side. Uh, rather, our hope is that a more rigorous and more constructivist approach to ethno-national phenomena across time and space will better, will better equip us in understanding our own contemporary world, with the current geopolitical centrality of the so-called Kurdish question um, the slow-burning tragedy and humiliation that is the Armenian genocide in its ongoing denial, and questions of disrespect to a, an ancient land and people remaining key to relations between the Iranian state and the rest of the world, deconstructing, contextualising and historicising past and present identities is paramount, we believe, to avoiding the repeat of past mistakes. One needs only think of the Armenian children given to Kurdish and Turkish neighbours to be raised in their homeland, though not as Armenians, to realise that these events, however real and cruel, took and take place in social contexts more complex than even supposedly moderate ethno-nationalist perspectives can allow for. So with such a rich vein for research, I'm extremely excited to hear what our distinguished speakers have to say and to exploring these crucial topics with you over the rest of the day. And as you'll have no doubt realised, these three particular ethno-national phenomena have been grouped together for the similarities in the, the, in the questions that their study provokes, and not because they're necessarily intrinsically related to each other in the construction of particular self-identifications. So there are many elephants in the room, Turkish and Arabic identities not least among them, um, but like any process of group boundary negotiation... This was an unfortunate uh, necessity in the interests of coherence. Um, it was most definitely not a judgment on the relative importance of other actors in the region, and I hope that those who are here who are specialists on other, uh, on other uh, interrelated topics will bring them into the discussions. So with that said, um, there really isn't anything left except to thank our sponsors for their generosity, particularly Torch and the Persian Heritage Foundation, um, to thank our speakers for their kind acceptance and hard work and to welcome you all Barigalust, Bechair Bein, Madid. Thank you.